Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny for Monday, August the 12th, 2019. I'm your host and author of the book, Destiny Awaits, The Pouring Out of Wisdom for Humanity to Drink, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you from Owings Mills, Maryland. And this broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny. We are super excited this evening about being with you and to be able to share the love and wisdom with the desire to uplift, motivate, and empower you to live a more peace-filled, joyful, and loving life. You can download this podcast from iTunes and also receive it via my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, or simply by Googling us, Blog Talk Radio, A Date with Destiny. And also, follow us on Twitter at least. 101. That's L-Y-S-E-101. If you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business, you can send a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net, or via my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. So once again, We are super excited to be able to share with our listeners information from people of all walks of life that we believe will inspire, motivate, and empower you. We are so happy to be in our eighth year of broadcasting and can't wait to share some great things from some really extraordinary people that we have coming up for the rest of this season. So tonight, we have another amazing show, and we tonight we have back with us, she came back, and I'm so grateful, joining us this evening is activist Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott is a former third grade school teacher, anti-racism activist, and educator, as well as a feminist and an LGBT activist. She is known for her blue eyes, brown eyes exercise. And if you haven't seen that yet, ladies and gentlemen, you need to get on it. Check it out on YouTube. Just go there and type in blue blue eyes and brown eyes exercise Jane Elliott. She first conducted her famous exercise for her class the day after Martin Luther King was assassinated. When her local newspaper published compositions that the children had written about the exercise, Um, the experience, the reactions, both positive and negative, formed the basis for her career as a public speaker against discrimination. Her mission, one race. 
While Jane is an internationally known teacher, lecturer, diversity trainer, she is also the recipient of the National Mental Health Association Award for Excellence in Education and for Exposing Prejudice and Bigotry for What It Is, an irrational class system based upon purely arbitrary factors. Ms. Jane or I should say Cousin Jane, excuse me. Her classroom exercise was filmed uh, the third time, for the third time. She held it with her 1970 third graders to become the eye of the storm. This, in turn, inspired a retrospective that reunited the 1970 class members with their teacher 15 years later in a class divided, and you can also check that out online. After leaving her school, Ms. Elliott became a diversity educator full-time. She holds the exercise and exercises and gives lectures about its effect all over the U.S. and in several locations overseas. Woo! So, a date with destiny. Would like to welcome back Miss, or should I say, Cousin Jane Elliott to the show. Hello, Cousin Jane. Welcome, and how are you today? Well, I'm fine, and after all that introduction, you don't need me to say anything. You've done my voice, so thank you very much. <laughs> you are so welcome. You know, you are like several novels, right? You know this. And so trying to pin down a couple of just little things, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. Well, you did it. You did it. You made a good attempt at it. Let me put it that way. <laughs> well, thank you so much. So I know I spoke with you just a few uh, short uh, minutes ago, and I asked you how have you been. So now I'm just I'm asking you in front of the world, how has Cousin Jane Elliott been? Well, I'm angry. I'm absolutely furious that okay. we can even consider re-electing someone who has made the remarks that he has made in the past 24 hours, the past 36, 48 hours about people of color in other countries. Yes. It's absolutely unbelievable that we are even considering putting this man in the White House and leaving him there. Yeah. This is so... Uh, people who think, those who are supporting this school, and I know somebody's going to say, why would you talk about politics when we're here to talk about racism? You cannot talk about racism in this country without talking about politics. And anyone who hasn't read the book The Color of Law by Rothstein mm. needs to get that book and read it, and then you'll realize why we must talk about politics when we're talking about the people that we are electing to lead this country. If you haven't read, I think Mr. Mr. What's it, Dinosaurus T. Rump, I think somebody told him about Ben Wattenberg's book, The Birth Dearth, the first paragraph of which says, the major problem confronting the United States today is there are too few white babies being born in this country. He said, mm. if we do not fix this and do it soon, this will no longer, whites will become a numerical minority and this will no longer be a white man's land. He says there are three things we can do to solve this problem. Now you listen to this and see if you think this has any relevance to what's happening today, what this fool is doing. He says the first thing we could do is pay women to have babies, as they have been doing in Western European nations for years. He said, unfortunately, mm. and those are his words, not mine, we would have to pay women of all colors, so we don't want to do that. He says the second thing we could do is increase the number of legal immigrants allowed in this country. Then he says, unfortunately, the majority of those wanting to come to this country today are people of color, so we don't want to do that. Now, that tells you about the, that tells you why this fool wants to put a wall on the southern border of the United States. He says the mm. third thing we could do 
is remember that 60% of the fetuses that are aborted every year are white. If we could keep that 60% alive, that would solve our birth there. Now, those of you who don't understand why they're closing Planned Parenthood clinics mm. and why they're yeah, and why they're trying to overturn Roe versus Wade, don't seem to realize that that is about more white babies and fewer babies of color. You mm. have to realize that this whole thing is if this is not something this fool start, started to think about. He doesn't think that well. This is something mm-hmm. that has been told to him by Steve, what's his name, Steve Bannon, and he mm-hmm. he took it for true. And he shouldn't yeah. have. He shouldn't have listened to that man, and neither should anyone yeah. else. Get the Wattenberg yeah. book if you can, but don't get the newest edition because he got so many angry responses to that book and that first paragraph that he now has he has now published a new book about two years ago, three years ago, with lots of statistics, tables and graphs and facts that show you without him saying that our major problem is too few white babies. Now, all these statistics remind me of what Benjamin Disraeli said. He said there are three kinds of lies, lies, damn lies, and statistics. And that's mm. exactly what Ben Wattenberg's statistics are. They're beyond damn lies. Oh, my God, I have goosebumps. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. You but question, you know what? I'm happy to answer what? it, but I, don't, I never do one-word question answers. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's right. Don't apologize for that. That's just, this is one of the, one of the big things, um, reasons I, I just love about you, because you shoot straight from the hip. You say what needs to be said, and what you know, everything that you say is so on point and so profound. I just got goosebumps all throughout my body, because, Cousin Jane, I said the same, I've been saying the same thing for years about this Planned Parenthood thing and trying to figure out what in the world, why are they so adamant? about, you know, taking, uh, uh, um, uh, being in, inside of a woman's, con- trying to control her body and what she does with it. And, you know, I don't you know, know if you're familiar. Go ahead. I'm, 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 opposed to, I'm opposed to abortion, so I never had one. Any okay. woman who's opposed to abortion, don't have one. If you're a right. man and you're opposed to abortion, don't do anything to contribute to the need for one. And we, right. could, we could do away with the need for abortion with one simple thing. We could tell men, if you contribute to an unwanted pregnancy, you must also submit to involuntary vasectomy. That way you won't contribute to an unwanted pregnancy. You can store your sperm cells. You can freeze those until you need them. And then you can yes. have unlimited sex and not, not expect to be called daddy. Absolutely. When we say that to I men, that. I say that on a college campus and I say that many young men sitting there, I say, how does that appeal to you? How many of you would agree with that? And they all raise their hand. They oh, say wow. a lot, but they all raise their hand. Because they right. don't have to be responsible for what happens as a result of their casting their sperm about wherever it pleases them. But the woman has to be responsible. This is not fair. This is sexism run amok. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Are you, by chance, are you familiar with a, a program that was on, I think it was on Hulu, it's called um, The Handmaid's Tale? Oh, have I, you ever watched I read that? that book? I read this oh book my and it's gosh. fascinating, and it yes, and it says here's what's coming, folks. If you don't wake up, we have to wake yeah. up. We are now we back. When you watch up. the film, have you seen the film The Eye of the Storm with my third graders going through that exercise? Oh my, yes, yes, yes. Well, if if the next time you see it, compare what happens in that classroom to what is happening in this country today. And you're going to realize that what is happening in this country today is what I did in that classroom. And what I did in that classroom, I copied from Adolf Hitler from 1933 to 1945. Wow. 
Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't make up that exercise. I learned it from what I learned about Adolf Hitler. Yeah. People need to realize that when somebody says, this is very Hitlerian, we are not being um, overly upset. We are being honest about it. What this man yeah. is doing, separating people according to a physical characteristic over which they have no control, inciting anger and wrath and hatred toward that group because of what you say, and then when ugly things happen, blame it on the people who didn't do anything to stop it. Keep yeah. on selling guns to anybody who wants one because of the Second Amendment, which says you are free to have a gun as long as you are a member of an organized militia. It mm-hmm. doesn't say you are free to have a gun, whoever you are, at however right. age you are, or as long as you can shoot. The people right. are using the wrong, they're using the Constitution in the wrong way, and if they really want to follow the Constitution, then most of what this fool has done in the last two and a half years has been in opposition to the Constitution. He has yeah. violated the Constitution numerous times, and it's time to do something about it. Well, and but it's not just is, him. Go ahead. Well, no, but he, but he is the leader of this country. And yeah. the things that have happened in the last week in this country are a direct result of his mouth. Yep, absolutely. And his so party is backing him. They allow him to do it. They allowed him. And the people who put him where he is and the members mm-hmm. of the Senate who refuse to put a stop to it are going to have to answer for this someday. But yeah. if we lose our democracy, which we could as a result of his behaviors, then yeah. he'll never have to pay for what he's doing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I've heard you uh, as, as I'm, you know, watching some of your videos and your talks. I follow you. I've been following you for a long time, like ever since the 80s, early 80s. But I heard you in one of your interviews, you said um, you, you, you've you asked the question, when are we going to learn? When are we going to put a stop to this? So my question to you is, have you found the answer to that question yet? Because if you have, I sure would like to know what it is. Well, I think he is the answer to that question. I think the mm-hmm. things that he said this last week and going down and standing in uh, whichever city it was, that he, El-, El Paso, with a baby whose parents were oh my killed inside that, right, that, yeah. that, that man wasn't a maniac. He, he didn't have a mental problem. He's angry. And yeah. they stood there, he and his wife, his wife holding that baby, and he's standing yeah. beside her giving a thumbs up. Yeah. Now, that with a smile on his face, that with was nothing smile to smile about, and that was not the time for thumbs yeah. up. Thumbs up. No, the man has no. no common sense, no sensitivity. His his sensitivity is as low on the totem pole as his morals are. Yeah. yeah oh, I just, totally agree obviously, with you. Yeah, obviously, I don't want to talk about this. Let's, oh, let's talk about something else. <laughs> let's talk about how to solve this problem. And here's how to solve this problem. Stop okay, saying that we're all, stop saying, and don't let anybody else say to you, we're all born racist, because you are mm. not born a racist. There is no gene mm. for racism. There's no gene for homophobia. There's no gene for ethnocentrism. Those are all things you have to be very carefully taught. We could okay. stop teaching the, the superiority of white people, because, mm-hmm. number one, if you could see me right now, you'd see that I'm wearing a white T-shirt, because I always do. And you can tell where my T-shirt stops and my skin begins because there is no such thing as a white person on the face of the earth. Even right. albinos are not white. So it's time to give that up. They used white mm-hmm. because at that time, 500 years ago, white was the symbol of purity. 
and black was the symbol of evil. So we were white people. The Indians had it right. They called us pale faces. So in the future, mm. instead of referring to white people, I'm going to refer to us as pale faces because that's what we are. Mm-hmm. And what we really are, we are really black people whose skin skin color faded as they moved farther and farther from the equator. Every human being on the earth is a descendant of those first black human beings that evolved 300,000 to 500,000 years ago. There are no white people on this earth. So when you, yeah, I was going to say, well, I was going to say, when you go out and you do your talks and you say that, I bet that goes over well. Well, yeah, it does because many of the people that are in the audience are people of other color groups, and they've known that for their whole lives, that there was no such mm-hmm. thing as a white person. And I say to the mm-hmm. group, can you see where my, my sweatshirt ends and my skin begins? Yeah, what color is my sweatshirt, white? Then what color is my skin? Dead silence. Dead silence. Right. And then some fool will say, peach. And I'll say, if you find a peach that looks like this, throw it away. Because <laughs> it obviously isn't. It's not fit to eat. If you see a peach that's this color, you've got a bad peach, darling. Right. <laughs> we just... We forget that the the most powerful and that the most powerful weapon devised by humankind is words. Yeah. And we use words to keep people down. We don't have to use we don't have to use assault rifles. We use words yeah. to keep people down and to incite them to do ugly things. And if you don't Absolutely. believe it, you look at the history of this country in the last two and a half years. Words have been Absolutely. used to incite people to do ugly, ugly things. Absolutely. Against my well, cousins, because every person on the face of the earth is my 30th to 50th cousin. And I resent yeah. it when people abuse my, abuse my cousins because of some pale faces ignorance about skin color. Right. And here's something else I won't tolerate. When a black person says to me, they don't, they don't mm-hmm. like me because of the color of my skin, I say, no, 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 no. That's not the reason they don't like you. They don't like you because they're ignorant about skin color. They don't realize mm. that color is not something God-given. Skin color is something that happens as a result of your body's reaction to the natural environment. It has nothing to do with being God's chosen children. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, I was watching one of your other videos. I told you I was like just just binging on Jane Elliott for the last couple of days. And um, I watched one of the uh, exercises that you did. I think you had 30 people um, in, in, a, in a, uh, like a warehouse. And um, you did, of oh. course, separate them from the blue eyes and the brown eyes. And um, this one lady, and it just it, it fascinates me because when you're speaking truth, you know, when you're speaking truth to power and people just, you know, they they hear what you're saying, but they don't hear what they don't want to understand it because they don't think that it applies to them. And you had a couple belligerent people <laughs> that just didn't want to listen and learn. They just don't want right. to know. They And they think that they know it all, but they don't. Well, but wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you about that group. Unbeknownst to me, the people who put that together had come to my home here in Osage, Iowa, sat at my kitchen table and said they would attack that group with people who knew what the exercise were, was and who would try to sabotage it. I, oh. went to, I went to England, and they had put people in that group who did know what the exercise, they had been told what was going to happen, and they tried to sabotage it. One of them, oh. and I didn't hear this when it happened, but it's on the film, so I don't, that's a really bad, that's a really bad example of what happens during the exercise, because those folks mm-hmm. who left had been programmed to leave. One woman, however, uh-huh. hadn't been programmed because during the break, 
she said to her blue-eyed friends, I don't dislike black people. I teach in a school where there are black children. And one of, I went out to help a little girl who had been cut on the playground. And when I went out to help her, I, I realized, I was surprised to see that under the skin she's pink yeah. just like the rest of us. Now, yeah. they didn't program that woman for that, and they didn't tell me that she had said it. If they had told oh. me that she had said it during the break, I would have used that. Oh, my Lord, what a great learning moment that would have been. Yeah. But how, yeah. how dumb could she be? Yeah. I so couldn't believe it either when I heard like the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, that just blew me away when I saw it. I, I didn't know it until I saw it on the, t- on the tape. And I uh-huh. thought, oh, my Lord, what a learning experience we missed by those folks not telling me what she said. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet. You see, and, you know, it almost... Perhaps that's, perhaps that's the answer to the whole thing. We should skin everybody, and then everybody <laughs> would look the same, wouldn't they? Of course, they'd die, they but sure they'd all would. look the same as they died. Yeah. What, a, yeah. what a bunch of nonsense. It's all nonsense. It this, is. This whole thing is a lie built on another lie, and it's only been around yeah. for 500 years. People need to read the book, The Myth of Race, and then they the realize that this is... Something that, yeah, The Myth of Race by Robert yep. Wald, W A L D, Sussman, S U S S M A N. Everybody needs to read mm-hmm. that. And everybody yeah. needs to read The Color of Law because yeah. you'll be so angry when you read that when you and realize that you never were taught those things and you should have understood that the WPA and all those programs were meant to segregate us. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, after I read, um, because I remember you sharing with me before about um, the myth of the book, The Myth of Race by uh, Robert Sussman. And so I read the book. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Everyone needs to read that book. And so, you know what I've been doing now? Um, When I go, you know how you go places to the doctor's office or whatever, and they give you these forms to fill out and they want to know your race and your ethnicity and all of this. So now I just start putting human. Um, Everybody has to put human. And where it says sex, I put, yeah, in great big letters. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, really. It's been done a long time, and I really approve of sex. (laughs) Right. I mean, come on, really? So you want to ask me the question, well, this is going to be my answer. Somebody always says to me, don't you write the right answer? We need the right answer on here. And I say, if you want the right answer, you better ask the right question. There you go. race on the face of the earth. Now, if you want my skin Boom. color, I'll put down I'll put down pale face. I won't put down right. white because that's not what I am. But I'll put down pale face if you want me to. But I will not Absolutely. put white because Absolutely. there is no white race on the face of the earth. Let's get that established. Um, right. Victor Hugo said, no power on earth can stop a man with a dream or an idea whose time has come. We tried to stop Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream by killing him. His dream is better in better shape today than it was before he died. No power yeah. on earth is going to be able to stop that dream or the idea of one race, the human race. This is an idea whose time has come. It has come 500 years late, but it is here now, and we need to see to it that no power on earth, particularly a boy grown tall who has managed to get himself elected to the presidency of the United States is not mm. going to be able to stop the idea of one race, the human race. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And, you know, that brings me to a quote, uh, one of my favorite quotes by Dr. Um, Dr. Martin Luther King, when he said, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. And hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. Let me ask you this. Do you have, um, with, uh, with the 100,000 candidates that are running for the Democratic nominee, do you have anybody that you particularly like? I think we have no choice now. Because yeah. we have to elect someone who knows yeah. why Barack Obama put in place the things that he did, who knows how to govern, who has been there. He is not always perfect in his choice of words, but he does not teach hate, and he doesn't teach racism and sexism and ageism and all the rest of it. I think right. Joe Biden is the only logical person in the Democratic Party to go after Mr. Mr. Trump. Bernie okay. Sanders can't do it. He doesn't. He isn't. The, no, I no. The rest of them, they are young and they 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 are really very inspirational, and they're very determined, but they don't have the experience to take down this man. Right. Those of us I agree. who have been here a while know what Joe Biden has gone through and know what this country has gone through, and some yeah. of us are old enough to recognize the Hitlerian aspects of this Trump person. And his attitude and his philosophy, and we mm-hmm. and none of these none of these young people coming up have talked about that at all. I don't understand right. that. Well, I do understand it. When I was teaching third grade, I talked to the speech clinician one day, young, 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 and I said something to him about the Holocaust. He said that was before my time. I don't even think about that stuff. That's not what we're supposed oh. to be talking about. And I thought, yeah. oh my God! And you call, well, he called himself a teacher. That's what he was. He wasn't an educator. You can't leave oh. people out of ignorance if you don't know what you're talking about. That's true. That is absolutely true. And we need. So what oh, do you think? Because one of the. Go ahead. Go on. No, I was Your just going to say one of. One of, <laughs> one of the people that I absolutely love and adore, I don't believe that she's going to make it, you know, that far, but her message is just on point, and she sort of reminds me a little bit of you. Um, I love Marianne Williamson. I love her message. No, 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 um, no, no. But you're right. tell you about that. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. We have Go. had love in this country for 400 years. We've had what? We have had love in this country for okay. 400 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have never had justice. Mm. Now, if you say you love me, but don't treat me fairly, I won't love you, and I won't give you. Ju- I won't treat you fairly. When I right. go to a college campus now, somebody always says uh, there's always a young white young person there, female, who says if they get power, aren't we going to? They aren't they going to want to do to us what we've done to them? And I say, wait, let's mm. find out about that. Now, will every person in this room who considers himself or herself a member of the black race who wants to get even with all white folks, please stand. Two or three young black males stand. The rest mm-hmm. of them just look at him like, how dumb are you? And the white <laughs> folks look like, oh. And I say, well, see, they don't want to get even with all of us, but let's be honest about this. Will every black person in this room who wants to get even with one or two white people, please stand. They all leap up laughing. I say, now, <laughs> there's the answer to your question. If you treat people fairly today, they won't have a reason for wanting to get even with you in the future. Absolutely. Have you figured that out yet? And they haven't. You can. We have been doing this for 300 years at least, 225 years in this country as a country. We have been telling people that we love them. As we enslaved them, they're yeah. doing it for their own good. As we took yeah. their land, we paid them in beads yeah. and trinkets. 
We shot their babies. We raped their women. We put them on reservations. And now they are having to listen to us. The First Nations people are having to listen to us talk about reparations for those that we enslaved. And the only reason we enslaved blacks is because we couldn't tell the Native Americans apart, so we would make a slave out of one, and he would escape and go into the nearest village, and we couldn't tell them apart. So we had to set upon another way to decide who we were going to enslave, and we set upon black. Mm -hmm. Now, this whole thing is just based on greed, ignorance, and stupidity. You can't fix stupid. You can fix ignorance with education. Right. Did I answer your question today? I answer more than you asked. Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. No. Look, I could sit at your feet for, like, years and just listen to you talk and just educate me because even though, you know, I know some things, there are some things that I may not know. And if I don't know it, you know, who better to teach it than someone who's been doing this, made this a career? You know what I mean? I'll tell you Um, you who better. I'll tell you who better. Any black woman. Any black woman has forgotten more since racism about racism since breakfast than I will ever learn. But black women aren't allowed to say these things because they're they're we'll we'll accuse them of pushing their own agenda. Yeah. Now Marianne Williamson can say these things. If she's a white woman, she thinks she's a white woman. She is allowed Mm -hmm. to say these things. If a black Mm -hmm. woman woman were saying the same things, we would laugh her out of the hall. You're right. You are absolutely right. And well, that's I'm why sorry, I think, but that's the way I see it after 85 years of watching it. Well, no. I mean, I agree with you 100% because you're right. I mean, we could not stand up and say the things that – now, I'm going to tell you one woman who has who, – who, now, there are a few that have done it. Um, one is another uh, just absolute that I um, adored was Maya Angelou. She did not bite her tongue. So there are a few that would have the strength and the courage to get up and just, you know, be and, and, and tell the truth. Um, I love it. it as an, she was doing it as entertainment, and she did poetry, and, and she wrote books, and we could tolerate that as long as she wasn't totally, absolutely honest about if you like yeah. pale faces, don't change your behaviors, you need to know yeah. that in 30 yeah. years – when we outnumber you, you're going to be in big trouble. Right. Right. She wouldn't say that because she wanted to keep on selling her stuff. And, well, and yeah. Oprah doesn't say it either because Oprah wants to keep on being popular. I don't see, yeah. I don't care about popularity. I gave that up a long time ago. If you hate right. me, that's your problem. Get over it or enjoy it. But you need right. to remember <laughs> that hate, hate, hate destroys the vessel that carries it. It corrodes yeah. the vessel that carries it. And these pale faces are who are hating people because of the pale faces' ignorance about skin color and where it came from need to get over it real soon. Well, how did you – go ahead. Go on. Mm -hmm. Now, well, how did you – I guess that brings me to one of my other questions that I would always just wonder. How do you continue to do what you do? in spite of all the hate and the negativity that I know you received. I mean, what, and, and you know, let me just, let me just say this real quick. Last week I did a show that focused on the power of perseverance. Okay. Um, and I could not think of a better person to follow behind that show than you, because you 
again, I've watched you since the early 80s, and now we're in 2019, and you've never broken stride. You've never changed your tune. You've, you've just been the same all the way through. So how, you know, how were you able to just, because I, I can only imagine, you know, did you have days where you would just, just curl up in a ball. I can't imagine you doing this, but I'm just asking. Curling up in a ball or you shut your room, just your door and lock yourself in. I mean, how did you, you know, maintain that? How do black women do it? How do black mm. women, women keep on keeping on in spite of all the ugliness that we put in their paths? When mm. I think for a minute, I don't need to do this anymore. I think, oh yeah, you don't need to do this. You can stop and you can live on what you've made and you can be perfectly happy and not open your mouth when you go through airports so nobody recognizes your Iowa twang. And you don't have to do this for the rest of your life. And then I look, oh, my God, I'll never forget the black woman. And I don't know if I told you about this, who stood beside me when we were talking about differences. There's a tall white male on my left and this tall black female on my right. And I asked the audience if they, and these were all, these were all department heads and administrators in a college in some place. And I said, do mm-hmm. you see any differences here? And they immediately flunked the test. They said, height. That's the first difference they noticed. We talked about whether his height was important to him. Not really, you know, he didn't know, not really. And I said, did you earn it? No, does it give you a problem? Well, maybe. And all the women in the group said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were about 200 people in the room. I asked the black woman, does your height give you power? And she was taller than he was. And he, she said, no, but there are some other issues we have to deal with. I said, we're going to deal with them. So we dealt with height. And I said, do you see any other differences? So they said sex. Well, and then I said, is your sex important to you? And then he turned into a man of color, bright red right away. And I said, wait, let me put that another way. Is it important to you that you're male? Yeah. Okay. Do, did you earn your gender? No. Is it a physical characteristic over which you have no control? Yeah. Um, do you, does it give you power? Well, yeah, okay, yes, but her her gender didn't give her power, and she said once again, there are some other dishes we have to deal with. So then I said, do you see any other differences? They said age, so we went through that one. Then finally I said, now, do you see any other differences? And somebody said color, and I said, thank you very much. That's the first time in 51 years that anyone has said color. But I said, are you talking about hair color or skin color? They said skin color, and I asked this fool, this tall white male, is your skin color important to you? And he said, I never have to think about it. He never mm. has to think about it. Right, exactly. I said, yeah, I said, did you earn it? No. Is it an award? No. Is it a physical characteristic over which you have no control? Yeah. Does it give you power? Well, yeah. And I thought, I'm going to kill you. I am going to wipe up the floor with you. But I wait, just leave it alone. So I said to this black woman, is your skin color important to you? She said, I'm going to say something now that I've never said before because I'm ashamed of it. And I said, and that would be, she said, I have two children. Both times when I, both times when I was pregnant, I prayed I wouldn't have a son. I said, and that's because, mm. she said, because I didn't want to think about what he would have to go through and what mm. I would have to go through. I lost him. Yeah. And I looked up at that all beautiful black woman, and there was one tear slowly going rolling down the left side of her face. You could have heard a feather fall in that room. The only sound you heard was the man on my left going, <laughs> and I thought, cry, you SOB. How dare you? How dare you say that you never have to think about the color yeah. of your skin? It is important to you. It was just, yeah. it was, and I said to the group, what the hell have we done? Yeah. This woman just taught you more in a few seconds that I could, than I could teach you in the next year and a half. Listen to yeah. what she just said. And, of course, everybody yeah. in the room was crying, and somebody brought a Kleenex up and gave it to her, and she blew her nose. Nobody gave me a Kleenex because I wasn't crying. I was so angry. 
that that's mm-hmm. white male. So then we talked about the fact that we have to stand for the Star Spangled Banner. Mm. The first people to stand for the Star Spangled Banner on the football field or the baseball field, where many of the people who are being hurt by it are black, and say yeah. that last line, or say is that Star Spangled mm. Banner yet wave, or the land of the free, and I pointed at that white man, and the home of the brave, and I pointed at mm. that black woman. That's what mm-hmm. we're talking about when we sing the Star Spangled Banner. We're living in yeah. the land where I'm free, and you have to be brave. Yes, every day. Every, every day, day and every night, and every minute yeah. of every day and every night. And if you have children, you have to be brave for them, and then you have to be brave enough to have a child yeah. if you're a black person in this country. Yeah. And have people say to you, are you biracial? Sometimes some, yeah. somebody's going to say, are you biracial to me? And I'm going to be something really ugly. But now all mm-hmm. I do is say, um, when I hear somebody say, I'm biracial, I say, which of your parents came from outer space? Because you can't be biracial unless one of your parents came from outer space. Now, in the case of Dinosaurus T. Rump, I think that he may be one of the very, very few Neanderthals still mm. around. I think there was a, a Ben, he's from Northern Europe, and he's inclined to abdominal fat. He's bullish and a bully and has orange hair. Mm. That describes a Neanderthal. So maybe that's mm-hmm. his problem. Well, there's something because, you know, I just say that he, the man has no soul, like no soul. So well, if anybody ever soul, believes. He no, he has a soul. Mm-hmm. He just does not mm-hmm. want to admit it or to admit. He He's quite certain that he is in charge of all things. If you admit yeah. that you have a soul, you have to admit that there's part of you that you can't control. You can't control your soul. You can tr- control what you think and what you say and what you do, but you can't control your soul and your spirit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I've heard you say that um, one of the things that you, that I've heard you say as well, because, again, I can only imagine the hate uh, letters and mail and, and stuff that you received. And I heard you say once that if you were black, they would have killed you a long time ago. Oh, yeah, they Which, would have. You know, and I've, been yeah. threatened. I've been threatened with death lots of times. And I uh, now I say my husband died six years ago this month. And my son died a year ago. And I say, go ahead, fellas. Shoot straight. And I'll be with two other people that I absolutely adore. I'll have to leave three people behind that I adore. But uh, if that's what you have to do in order to, to make your mark today, go ahead. But don't don't for one minute think that I fear death because I don't. You get to be my age, and there are lots worse things than dying. Yeah. One of them would be being unable to take care of myself and be in a rest home or in a, you know, in a facility. So there are mm-hmm. lots worse things than not being alive, I think. I'd, I would hate to go away from my remaining children and my latest grand, great-grandchildren. <laughs> oh, yes. my gosh, Aww. Beautiful. <laughs> Aww. How many <laughs> yeah. do you have? Okay, I'm not, I just have eight grandchildren, four children, eight grandchildren, and two great-grandchildren. But oh I, somebody gosh, came here yesterday whose, whose children I taught in when I was in Riceville, and they have... 32 in their family, and that is 16 great-grandchildren, and the parents are younger than I am. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. They only had four kids, but they have 16 great-grandchildren. Oh, my goodness. I had to wonder, do these folks ever get out of bed? I know, right? (laughs) Wow. That is something. Yeah, oh, they're just wow. beautiful. They're, 
beautiful. It's, I was, it, was, it was a lovely, lovely afternoon watching, looking at the pictures of those children, of the children that I taught in, when I was teaching third grade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet that is. Well, you know, you probably have, and even though they're not your biological children, I'm quite sure that you have children, just like adopted children, children people that you've mentored that still follow and just love you. So I, I know well, that as a fact. Well, they're all my cousins. So yeah, okay. if they do what I told them to, I'm proud of them. If they don't do what I told them to, they better not come around because I'll tell them again. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Well, let me ask you this: Are you still? Have you slowed down at all? Are you still um, going out and speaking, or or what? What are you doing these still days? Still going out and speaking. I still. I'll start uh, the last week in August, and I'll work until I come back. I'll work for, throughout the nine months while schools, while colleges are in session. I work. Okay. Now, yeah, do you I'm ever come to? Because the problem is still out there. If the problem yeah. would stop, I'd be perfectly happy to stop going out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, have, do you ever come this way, like towards you know Washington or Maryland? I was in I was in Washington a month ago at a at oh. a black school in Washington, where now they are going through uh, regentrifying Washington and replacing, mm-hmm. pushing out the black residents and building new homes for wealthy white people in Washington, D.C. And it's a crime huh? against humanity, and everybody in the country should stand up and say, you're not going to get away with that in Washington, D.C. It's just really right. deadly. These, these black kids are now having to go to school with white kids who are treating them like they're less than the white kids uh, are. And yeah, and yeah. I worked with the kids during the daytime, and then in the evening I spoke for two hours to the parents and teachers, and there was an older woman sitting at the end of the row in a wheelchair, and somebody said when we got done, she said, so-and-so wants to talk to you. I said, where is she? And she's over there. And they pointed at this older black woman sitting at the end of the row, and I I got off the stage, and I went over, and I leaned down, and I said to her, what can I do for you? I'm glad to meet you. What can I do for you? And she started crying, and she said, You're, I have waited eight years to hear what you said here tonight. Oh, wow. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. 80 yeah. years of being told wow. that you're less than because of somebody else's ignorance about skin color. Right. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Wow. See, when this, yeah, that's deep. If, if that kind of thing wasn't happening anymore, I'd quit working. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had known you were in there at, um, at D- in D.C. because I surely would have come there to hear you in person. Well, that's one of that's on my bucket list. I, Oh, mm-hmm. oh my! Well, I don't, I don't put it in the paper because if you do, then they're waiting for you. Of course, and I understand that, that. You know, yeah, that I, I have to be in Boston and in Oregon. I have to go to Portland, Oregon, and then fly from Portland, Oregon, to be on in Boston the next day. And that's about mm-hmm. as much as I'm doing as right now. That's about all the jobs I have in that area. And I have to be in wow. Chicago, and I have to be in, uh, I have to be on Long Island in the third week in January. That'll be interesting. So, but I don't, I don't advertise where I'm going because yeah. I'm not going to put myself out there where they'll be it. easier for them. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and I know that. Look, because I, when I reached out to you, um, it took you a minute, but I remember you saying that you had. I'm now. I'm just, you know, blowing this number up, but you had several thousand emails that you that were oh, yeah. waiting for you to respond to. You know, literally. Um, so I get it. Well, let me ask you this because I know my time is running out. Um, 
what could people do right now, Cousin Jane? What could people do today educate in order yourself. to okay. educate yourself? You can't fix a problem that you don't know about. Every mm-hmm. person on the every person over the age of twelve has to read the book Nile Valley Contributions to Civilization by Anthony Browder. You have to read that book before you realize that four thousand years before the birth of Jesus Christ, people were doing fantastic things in the Nile Valley, which is in Africa. Egypt is not in the Middle East. It is in Africa. But we've moved yep. to the East so that we don't have to admit that Africans did all those wonderful things. Everybody mm. should read the book on tyranny. It's a little book that will take you an hour to read and a, a lifetime to forget. It's called mm. On Tyranny, and it's written by... Timothy Snyder, 21 Lessons from the 20th Century. Everybody has to read that book. And if you could get your hands on Nathan Rutstein's book, The the Racial Conditioning of Our Children, The Racial Conditioning of Our Children, the subtitle to that is Ending Psychological Genocide in the Schools. Mm. Everybody has to read that book because it tells you chapter and verse. These are the things that happen to children in the schools, to children of color in the schools, and these are the things that must be stopped. And then if you read Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome by Dr. Joy, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Degree, B-E-G-R-U-Y, just, mm-hmm. just tears you up when you read it, when you realize that I knew all these things had happened, but nobody ever wrote it down so I could read it like this. And everybody right. has to read The Color of Law, The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein. Oh, mm-hmm. I had no idea. And I thought, you know, I've, I've got a degree, and I've got a couple of honorary doctoral degrees. I thought I knew enough. I don't know enough to pound sand in a rattle. I yeah. tell you, there's yeah. so much that I don't know, which is the reason I read all the time. Right. Right. You're like me. I love to read, too. And I wrote every single one of these books down. And you said Nile Valley? Nile Valley Contributions to Civilization. You have to read that okay. book. It, yeah, okay. Nile Valley Contributions to Civilization by Anthony Browder, B-R-O-W-D-E-R. You read okay. it, and you, you can't put it down, and you can't forget it. You'll never forget it because the things you learn are going to make you totally, totally unwilling to call what we offer students in this country education. Mm-hmm. It's indoctrination. We indoctrinate wow. students. It takes us from the age of 5 to the age of 18 to thoroughly indoctrinate a student so that they will be good American citizens. Right. That's not wow. educating. And the word educate, I'm an educator. The word educator, I probably told you this before, but the word educator comes from the root duck deuce, which means lead, the prefix e, which means out, the suffix ate, which means the act of, and the suffix or, which means one who does. An educator is one who is engaged in the act of leading people out of ignorance. And you can't do that by teaching that Columbus discovered America. You can't discover a place where people are already living. They discovered it before you got there. Right. And black people people populated every landmass on the face of the earth. Blacks and descendants of blacks populated every landmass on the face of the earth. And they did it without any technology that we consider absolutely necessary if you're going to travel from place to place in Iowa today. Right. 
Right. Wow. Yeah, you've yes, given me. We... Go ahead. And yet we call them less than. Yeah. Oh, oh, Lord. Donald Trump doesn't want to let in these brown people unless they have the ability to make money and to get a job and the skills that we need. Right. He wouldn't have allowed in the people who who civilized this land. Right. Who populated this land. Who, right. who worshipped this land. They couldn't have gotten in because they weren't the right color. Yeah. Yeah, he keeps talking about the Netherlands, the Netherlands, the Netherlands. Well, yeah, I'm like, well, why don't you like just go there? Norway and Sweden. <laughs> yeah, 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 Norway, yeah. <laughs> Girl, you know, sometimes. You... And they said, and they said, I'm the less racist person in the world. And I think, oh, you're, oh. you're not only the less racist, you're the less intelligent. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes you just got to laugh to keep from crying, Cousin Jane. I'm yes. telling you. Yes, Woo, but then girl. you want to bomb it. You know, it's, enough to, it's enough to make a preacher swear when he opens his mouth. <laughs> if, he isn't reading, if he isn't reading the teleprompters, he's out of luck because then he has mm. to think for himself. And then he, when yeah. his teleprompter goes off and he says, At George Washington worked hard to, to, uh, to save the air, airports. From yeah. the redcoats, from the British soldiers, he had to save the airports from the British soldiers, and I broke up at that one. I thought, okay, uh, this is this is too much. If this won't oh convince people that he is in the wrong position, he said that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> I w- I heard it. Yes, he did. Do you think he has dementia or something, or is he just? I mean, oh yeah, no, no. He he is a case of arrested development. You have three <laughs> ego states: child, parent, and adult. He spends all uh-huh. his time in either his child or his parent ego state. And if you don't know anything yeah. about transactional analysis, you should get the book TA for Teens because it's a simple way to learn about transactional analysis and read it. Mm-hmm. And it will blow you away because you will see you will see that man in that book when it describes what what the, the kinds of sentences you say when you're in your child ego state or your parent ego state. He is mm. never in his adult ego state except when he's reading the teleprompter. And then right. every once in a while he says, and it would be great, or it's terrific, or he has his own little piece to it, and it's another yeah. child ego state statement. Yeah. So you, need, you yeah. need to read about transactional analysis, TA for teens. I would advise everybody to read the book TA for Teens. And find out exactly what this man is about. It will just, it will, you'll realize he, he isn't, he isn't just insane. He is mentally, he is, he has, he's a case of arrested development. I really believe that. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, you've given me a whole lot of homework, a lot of books I'm excited about. I can't wait to get started on reading them. And you know what? When I finish one, I'm going to email you and I'm going to let you know as I finish reading them and what I thought about them. Yeah, just take one so, or two sentences out of each one, and it will change your life, and it will literally yeah. change the way you see your world. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for hanging in there with me um, for this amount of time. I really appreciate we don't, it. We don't, we don't say hanging in there around black people. Holding in there, yes, <laughs> but not hanging in there. Not hanging <laughs> Well, I'll make sure I, I, I'll take that out of my vocabulary. <laughs> and the next time somebody tells you a word and spells a word for you, and begins with B, don't say B as in boy. No, because boy is the word we have used to infantilize black males for the last 240 years. So when Absolutely. Somebody, and somebody, and people are always doing that to me, and I say, no, not B as in boy. There are several hundred other words that begin with B. Can you think of one? And then they think another one real, real fast because 
we do these things without thinking about them. Yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. So hold on. So hold on. Hold in there. Don't hang in there. Hold in there. Hold in there. <laughs> hold me again. And, and, you, and, and you know what? You need to hold in there, too, because we need you around, like, forever. You can't. You can never leave us, Cousin Jane. You have to stay and hang in there, okay? And have to what? You have. I hold on in there. I'm sorry. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you got me again. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We need you. So, you just keep okay. doing what well, you're doing. But we need you who are willing to listen to these things and not get angry, not get offended, not get upset, not get defensive, and and at least say you're willing to learn this stuff. You know more than I'll ever know. But there are some things about we pale faces that you don't know, and you don't yeah. know why this is, and you don't know how this happened, and a whole lot of black people believe in the myth of white superiority, and it is a yeah. lie. Oh, yeah. Why? Because there's no such yeah. thing as a white person. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much again. So, and and you know what? I'm I'm gonna try to have you back. You know, in the near future. Um, well, but, be careful. Um, you might you might lose all your listeners if you do this more than twice. No, I will not. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you call again sometime, and I'll be here. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, and safe travels to you when you go out, okay? Thank you, and to you. All right, sweetie, thank you. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I sure will. I sure will. You take care. All right. All right. Thanks for calling. Bye now. Uh Uh-huh. Bye. Oh, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our show for this evening. I just simply love and adore her. That was uh, Cousin Jane Elliott, um, once again, that came back to join us for the show um, today. She's absolutely amazing, and she's giving us a lot of food for thought. I have a lot of books that she just, you know, um, Uh, talked about right off the top of her head. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add these books, this list to my, uh, all of my social media uh, sites so that you can get them too um, and read them and educate yourself and even buy a book. Sometimes what I find myself doing, if I really, really like a book and I think it's just amazing and, and, you know, somebody needs to read it, I'll buy it for them and I'll send it to them. Um, and, and it's up to them whether they read it or not. But um, a lot of times people will say that they're going to get a book and then they just get too busy and they either forget or they just don't get it. So I will, if I like that book and I think it's that powerful and that person needs to read it, I'll buy it for them and send it to them as a gift, you know. So, again, I will put up all of these books on my social media site so that you can choose, pick and choose which ones you want to read. And, um, yeah. That concludes our show for this evening. Um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. A shout out to my family who are always loving and supporting me. I could not do what I do without them in my life and just, you know, encouraging me. They always give me encouragement. So I want to thank them and to all of my friends and colleagues and all of my social networking sites. Once again, a big thank you to Jane. to Cousin Jane for taking the time to share a big part of your journey and your wisdom with us. We are eternally grateful for you. Also, don't forget, excuse me, to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some 
some extra motivation and inspiration and leave a message to let us know that you stopped by and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101 and follow us on Twitter at least L-Y-S-E-101. That's L-Y-S-E-101. And make sure you come back and tune in next Monday, August the 19th at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. Always remember, folks, that real power comes from knowledge because knowledge is power. And when we know better, we do better. And your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first, because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone. <laughs>